0: Welcome, guys, to the very first USH Today podcast ever. You guys are the very, very first people to listen to this podcast, po- po- I truly appreciate you guys joining me today. Anyway, let's get right started. Uh, let's get right to it. So let's talk about the history of USH Today. I began USH Today on March 19th, 2014. And it was originally called Universal Fanatic, but I changed it due to uh reason. <laughs> yeah, so um so the brief history of USH today is that I started a brand new website after complications with myself. Instead I moved away from that, started fresh. And, uh, if you guys didn't know, I was actually part of the USH fans team. Phenomenal people. It was great being part of the team, getting some knowledge of Think Park websites. Fan sites, and, um, thank you guys. Thank you, Alex, Nikki, Keaton, Anthony, and Jesse for letting me be part on this, on the USH fans team. And I've had a great time with you guys But now Look where I am today I'm Starting a brand new website And starting my very first podcast Yeah, that was a the first of it And um For today's podcast We will be talking about uh, The Despicable, the despicable Me Minion Mayhem Press event And more Now Let's get started right into it Into the grand opening very okay so that video ain't gonna work hey right, well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you guys about it but yes, um, uh the price event was on April 11 2014 which was the day before the official grand opening of this big will me mini mayhem is super silly fun land so the event started at eleven a.m. at Groove's Home area. They had they had all these great celebrities, such as Danny Geyer from Despicable Me, Miranda Cos- Cosgrove, and and Elsie Fisher, who were all there for that grand opening event. And Mario Lopez was the MC of the grand opening. And. uh they were playing a number happy. Great. Great number. I love it. Because who doesn't love being happy? I mean, like, that song. Ooh, you can't get away with it. But, yeah. So Talking about the grand opening. Um, of course, they had the minions there. They had billions. They had tens of minions. <laughs> Just lining up in front of the stage. Sugar's home. And the press were giving these hard hats that, look, that have the minion goggles on it. I I it's right here, right in front of me. Love wearing it, and um, well, yeah. So, Larry Kurzweil, he was speaking on behalf of the Universal Studios Hollywood team, saying how awesome Universal Creative is and the U- Universal Studios Hollywood team for making this happen, and the vice president of NBC Universal. Universal, Ron Meyer was there attending the event, saying the success of the Despicable Me film, along with Eric Garcetti, the mayor of LA, was at the press event talking about those minion lovers, and that gives a very bad example of a leader. But he has such a kind heart. But yeah, so... Um... Let's talk about the overall experience of Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. So first of all, let me give you guys my very first impression. There are no spoilers, okay? I'm, I'm not giving spoilers. So, Minion Mayhem. Just by the name, Minion Mayhem. That's what you're going to expect, yes. Desp- Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem is your usual motion sim- simulator like Simpsons. Except... This version is actually a bit different, and I actually like this kind of system, because you so they have these trans- quote-unquote transformation pods that are basically your cards to you sit in, and um, during the actual ride, they have this screen up on the actual ride screen with you and with uh, the middle seat. So you get a look up, there's you, you get transformed into a minion. I'm sorry if I'm being spoilers, but I'm, I'm not giving the plot out, so... So, yeah, so there are... So, you, they can fit 96 people inside of room. And the uh, awesome thing about it is that we have double the capacity of the attraction, which definitely helps with the crowds against Universal Studios Hollywood, I guess, adopted the way the Census Right did by having two rooms. And um there are two pre-show rooms, one being your safety got your minion goggles thing not to wear them until the ride in the second pre-show which will give you somewhat of a story and of course crew and minions who of course have their jokes and the actual ride itself, cute and the special element of this this attraction is that there's a dance party out there and so right after you right after you read it there's a dance party. Immediately, once you exit the ride room, there's gonna be minions on. This, there's gonna be minions screens. It's awesome. I I love dancing in that. Such a great, such a great thing. Is, and you're plus you're dancing to Boogie Fever because I was in the film and mine off played Boogie Fever, by by Silvers. I love it, guys. It's, it's it's better than Simpsons, no doubt. Yes, and um, getting back to it, the Despicable Me Traction along with Super Silly Funland, is amazing. And I have to guys, t- and I and I have to tell you guys more about it. So anyway, um. Like, over at Super Silly Fun Land, you got, you know, minions everywhere. Because literally, Universal you, Studios Hollywood has these minion statues everywhere. I mean, you have one on top of the Silly Swirly Fun Ride, which is your standard spinner. Like, those at Disney and King Koto's Total Hero and Universal Orlando. And just, just to be honest, they have minion statues everywhere in this. Don't know why, but I love it. Cause who doesn't love minions? Literally, who doesn't like minions? If you don't, if you don't like minions, shame on you. Just talk, just talk to the microphone, man. Just don't talk to my hand too. So I anyway, hear a few photos of it. Sorry, those that are, um, on iTunes, you can't view the photos, but I was just pretty much having our YouTubers look at these photos of the the Despicable Me area, and how awesome it is, and, um, let's talk about the five-year transformation plan that is currently underway at Universal Studios Hollywood. Shall you? So recently, a few weeks ago, Universal Studios Hollywood gave us these billions of press releases, guiding all these additions to come into Universal Studios Hollywood in, prepar- in preparation of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that is opening very soon. It's actually a lot quicker than you think. I'm very excited for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which we're going to get into depth with hopefully very soon. Universal Studios Hollywood makes unprecedented investment in epic theme park transformation dramatically altering footprint to reimagine destination with innovative thrill rides and immersive lands. So Universal Studios Hollywood began making this makeover in 2012 with the introduction of Transformers Ray 3D and will end with the much-anticipated Los Angeles debut of the Wizarding World Harry Potter. So this investment by Universal Studios Hollywood represents a dramatic boost in L.A. tourism, creating a new class entertainment that will add new jobs, stimulate hospitality revenues, and contribute to the economic prosperity of our city. So, LA Mayor Eric Garcetti. So, years Studios Hollywood has been in for 50 years, and we do have something going on for the 50th anniversary. You, you, you guys will see. It's not going to be super grand, but I want it to be grand, but it's, it's going to take a lot of planning to just do something ambitious like other sites are right now you are doing all these great things to help celebrate the 50th anniversary of Universal Studios, Hollywood. So with the timeline of the five-year transformation plan, it all started again with Transformers Ray 3D. And in 2013, the Universal Plaza. Then this year was Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, and Super Silly Funland next spring is the uh, springfield then the summer 2016 is Fast and Furious Supercharged on the studio tour and 2016 is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter now before we get into that we'll be right back
1: the future the polar ice caps have melted and the continents are deep beneath the waves the survivors live on these floating fortresses, known as atolls, in this place called.
0: Alrighty, let's get uh, f- Okay, let's get some depth into what is actually happening at Universal Studios Hollywood next year. So, in spring 2015, Universal Studios Hollywood will be opening Springfield, which will be the second theme environment for Universal Studios Hollywood based on a move a TV show. Well film and TV show. So the former layout of the park will be unrecognizable when Springfield, hometown of America's favorite family, The Simpsons, breathes new life to a sprawling and vibrant space around the Simpsons, right? Springfield will capture the spirit of the town and engage visitors and fans of the show in the intensely absorbing and colorful world made through throughout the twenty five seasons of the series. It says here they're gonna bring Krusty Burger to Luigi's Pizza and Finney's Q's butterfats, fifty six hundred flavors, ice cream parlor to iconic watering holes like most tavern and dub brewery. And we're also getting the same restaurants fast food as in Orlando like Most Tavern and Cleus's Chicken Shack. Interesting. I'm very excited for this awesome addition. And uh, from this concept art that I will show you very soon it's just gonna be one really really big facade. Don't know why, but they're bringing for the facades of Bardi's Bolarama, the police station, the Alistair Theater, the nuclear plant, the elementary school, Crossy Ulo Studios, the androids dungeon dungeon and comic shop so it's just going to be those iconic buildings that are in the tv show and yeah <laughs> so the universe hasn't given us any details on that at all except that we know we're getting cleas's chicken shack most tavern Cussy burger Luigi's Pizza, Fanny's Cube Butterfats, 5600 flavors of ice cream, and Tavern in, I mean, in Duff Brewery. So, got some great stuff going on. I sure hope that this isn't a cardboard cutout. It's stuff look really, really bad. Because me, I'm that type of person who wants to see everything pop out and look real life. Because you know the Harry needs that for the preparation of Wizarding World of Harry Potter when many tourists are expecting universal orlando quality type park which the park is trying to right now with all these openings such as the plaza which to me was actually really interesting because for many many visits people don't go through that they just go through the the right side so that creates congestion i think universal's aim for the plaza was to open up the space and create more walking space but ironically people don't go through there don't know why but it's just how the flow goes. And moving on to months later, after that is the Fast and Furious Supercharged attraction that will be on the World Famous Studio Tour in the summer of twenty fifteen. It says here it will be pulse pounding, adrenaline, adrenaline fueled finale to the World Famous Studio Tour. This technologically advanced thrill ride will catapult guests to the into the high stakes underground. F- World of fast cars will join the cast in a heroin escapade. The ride will be, s- will be situated within a nearly 500,000 square foot building on the legendary backlot and will reunite stars from the Fast and Furious series in a groundbreaking mega attraction. So, it's a dynamic, hydraulic, motion based ride that will tell an original Fast and Furious story incorporating hyper realistic special effects and state of the art 3D hg imagery which checked out world's largest and most expensive 360 degree screen spinning nearly 400 feet in length to a circle city tour guests in a fast and freest universe so you know that's just pretty much a pretty big big, big enough information but you can give us the extra plot. all right let's get death Let the, let's go right into what the is. So it says here they're going to be the original cast of the, the blockbuster film franchise. So it's going, be cat- it's going to be catapulting guests into the high stakes underground world fast cars, where after their identity is exposed, they'll join the cast in a harrowing escape bait to save one of their own from an international crime cartel. So I guess we yeah ha- I guess we have some sort of plot where, where we are escaping from an international crime cartel, and it sounds like King Kong. It sounds like an updated version of King Kong 360 3 D, since it's going to be using the three sixty degree screen again, but will be four hundred will be nearly four hundred feet in length. And will employ 18 4K projectors and a never used before fun projection system that will fully envelop guests in unprecedented realism. Wait, this is a 50,000 square foot structure? That's that's pretty big. Coupled with an intense blend of thrilling, visual effects, and fast and furious supercharged, will take guests on a wild ride that features the moment they board the studio tour. So it says here, before or after the studio tour or the attraction, it's going to it's going to feature the cast members being filmed. So we're going to be interacting with the cast members on this on this attraction, which is actually sound really interesting to me. It's going to be highlighting interactions with, as the engaged guests and route to the. Rise climatic scenes, So, we're going to be seeing some recognizable cast members, cast members, you guys know. You may know. At the end, at the near end of their climatic scenes. And along the train, ride, sightings of numerous prop cars, including from Fast and Furious, will enhance the story. So, we're going to be seeing prop cars that will enhance the story. Hmm. And... It's going to take place in Lo- the in Los Angeles at proceeds these in excess of 120 miles per hour. <laughs> Crazy stuff right there. And, um... Yeah, it sounds awesome, though. You're going to surrounded by cars and bringing me a race. Which I find to be awesome. So, what um, I'm is that it's going to be Near the end of, at the end of the City of the Tour attraction, where the former Mummy Tunnel was, and put it right on top with a 50,000 square foot thing in. 2015, in the, in the, uh, they, didn't, night, tour. they didn't give us an official day when they will be debuting the Nighttime City of Tour. But it says here in 2015, visitors will have the unique opportunity to traverse historic sound stages and famous film sets from Hollywood's most memorable films as they suff- are suffused with the special theatrical red lighting. 21 locations along the famous studio Torah will be engineered with practical lighting to create an array of luminous on-site lighting effects in nighttime production shoots. Lamp posts and theater marquees will also be illuminated to help cast a Hollywood glow on iconic sets as as expert studio tour guides and lying guests with Hollywood secrets and tricks on the world's most glamorous trade including how filmmakers create the effect of darkness during the brighter day so I'm guessing they are debating this as a separate attraction from the daytime attraction and yeah that's really all it says here it's going to incorporate an eerie visit to the Psycho House. It's going to be traversing guests through familiar, world famous backlots that guests will experience by day with the addition of set lighting. Visit under the clay lights that will include New York Street and the filming locations such as Transformers and the stained Courthouse Square made in famous Back to the Future and to Kill a Mockingbird. The, cobblest street, the cobblestone streets of Little Europe were favorites as the l- Pink Panther and Pirates of the Caribbean were filmed in Six Points, Texas. Home to Hollywood's Greatest Western Films. So, we're going to be getting a lot of lighting. They didn't say any, any, anything else. But, I've been noticing that Universal Studios Hollywood has been testing out these things at nighttime. Since I've been there. They, I, they started it during the beginning of the Grinch I think. Because I remember going through the Josh that and there are all these lights that look very luminous and beautiful and because jaws is like like jaws like a night with these special lightings i love it i'm like they should just more often so just will be a great addition and now despicable Me Minion mayhem so for the next 17 minutes Guys, we'll be listening to the grand opening ceremony of Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. So enjoy, guys.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the grand opening of Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem at Universal Studios Hollywood. Please turn your attention to the stage and join us for an exciting celebration of music, mischief, and minions. It's time to get happy. It might seem crazy What I'm saying. So
3: shout, here You can take a break I'm a high-air
2: balloon I could go to space With the air Like I don't care
3: Baby, by the
0: way
3: Because I'm happy I belong If you feel like a moon Cause I'm happy as long as you feel like happy as you Cause I'm happy as mm-hmm. long as you know what happy as you know. Cause I'm happy as <laughs> long as you feel like that's what you want Here <laughs> come bad news, <laughs> y'all can listen to that mm-hmm. Yeah, give yeah. it I'll be I'll be just fine. Hey. No offense to you, don't Wait waste your time. Here's why. Because I'm happy, <laughs> I belong. If you feel like a are without me. Because I'm happy, <laughs> I belong. If you feel like happy. Because like I'm happy, I belong. Yeah, well, happy, I'm I'm happy, because I'm happy, I you, feel like room you Because I'm happy, I if you Because happy, know what happiness is you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. travel That's what happy, you want to do.
2: Now please welcome to the stage, a man of many talents, writer, entertainer, television and Broadway star, Mario Lopez. Hey,
3: everyone. That was an awesome, awesome performance. It's a beautiful day here at Universal Studios Hollywood. Big shout out to the performers here from Hamilton High. This is the same group, by the way, that we saw at the Academy Awards just months ago. So thank you so much. Uh, I've got my little minions here and my family, so I'm really, really excited to be here. Of course, uh, I shoot my show extra here at Universal Studios Hollywood, and we're so happy with this partnership. Thank you very much. And in just a few minutes, we are going to be cutting this ribbon right here and inviting all of you to walk through that doorway, welcoming each and every one of you aboard to the inaugural ride of Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. But first... Please, put your hands together for the president of Universal Studios Hollywood, my buddy, Mr. Larry Kurzweil. All
1: right, Larry. Thanks, buddy.
4: Thank you, Mario. Hey, you know what? First, as I I look around this great attendance here today, if you haven't already put your yellow hats on, let's get it on. There's something about how the sun looks down on the Minions and everything that's yellow and it makes us all happy. So, way to go. Anyway, thank you, Mario. And thank you all for joining us today as we celebrate this very exciting opening of Despicable Me Minion Mayhem and Super Silly Funland at Universal Studios Hollywood, the entertainment capital of L.A. Yay! I'd also like to acknowledge some very special guests who are with us today. Please join me in welcoming L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, Chris Melodandre, the founder and CEO of Illumination Entertainment, and the creator of those adorable Minions, the Vice Chairman of NBC Universal Ron Meyer, and the Chairman and CEO of Universal Parks and Resorts, Tom Williams. All right. I also want to welcome Miranda Cosgrove, Dana Geyer, and Elsie Fisher the actors we've come to love and know is the endearing Margot, Edith, and Agnes from the Despicable Me movies. I'd also like to uh, take this time to thank uh, the president of Universal Creative, Mark Woodbury, and his creative team, whose imagination inspires us all. LA Tourism Board President and CEO, and a very good friend, Ernie Wooden, for his partnership and of course, the entire Universal Studios Hollywood team for their dedication to excellence on so many fronts. Yay. The premiere of Despicable Me Minion Mayhem represents more than a ride right opening. It's an integral part of Universal Studio Hollywood's epic five-year transformation that's already underway. As the number one tourist destination in Los Angeles, Universal Studios Hollywood is shifting in to high gear, reimagining our world-class destination with a slate of compelling new rides and attractions set amid immersive environments just like what you see right here today. This is a pivotal time in our history as we build upon our extraordinary success and expand our vision for the future. For nearly 50 years, we have been proudly rooted in creating unparalleled entertainment that immerses our guests in the awe-inspiring world of movie-making magic. Today, we are thrilled to take you into the irreverent world of Despicable Me, where you can spend time with your favorite supervillain, Gru, and enjoy a rare opportunity to actually become transformed into a minion On that note, next I'd like to introduce the Vice Chairman of NBC Universal, our very special leader who helps us all see the world through yellow tinted glasses. Let's give a warm welcome to Ron Meyer. Hey.
1: Well, thank you, I'm, I'm pleased to be here with all of you celebrating our latest attraction a Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. First, I want to recognize my friend, Illumination Entertainment's Chris Melodondri, for his extraordinary vision and creativity, as he is the mastermind behind the Minions and is one of NBC Universal's most valued partners. Universal Pictures and Illumination Entertainment have a lengthy relationship dating back to the release of the original Despicable Me in 2010 and will continue for years to come with our Minion movies scheduled for July 2015 and Despicable Me 3 planned for June of 2017. The Despicable Me franchise has grossed over 1.5 billion dollars worldwide and appeals now to people of all ages. It was only natural that the franchise be transformed into a theme park attraction enjoyable for the entire family. Which is why we're here today. The Minions are Universal Studios' 21st century Mickey Mouse. We're excited to share with you what Minions, millions of visitors each year will get to experience. Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, a 3D ride, and Super Silly Funland, an imaginative and interactive play area. There are many people to thank today. But we must start with Tom Williams, Chairman and CEO of Universal Parks and Resorts Worldwide for his great leadership and vision. Thank you, Tom. Mark Woodbury, president of Universal Creative for Universal Parks and Resorts, whose staggering creativity is felt not only with this attraction, but with every experience in our parks worldwide. Larry Kurzweil, who leads an extraordinary group here at Universal Studios Hollywood. Also crucial to the company's success are the creative and operations teams and the employees in the park who greet our guests at the gate, help our visitor experience our attractions and lead the world famous studio tour. This investment and the transformation of our property was made possible by the commitment of two community leaders. We are fortunate to have strong, decisive leaders in both the city and the county of Los Angeles. County Supervisor Zev Yarslavsky has been a passionate community advocate for almost 40 years. He can't be here with us today, but his leadership has been key to the evolution of this property. My friend, City Councilman Tom LaBange, has served his constituents with dedication and unmatched energy and love for our city for over 30 years. We are grateful for his support. I would also like to acknowledge State Assemblymember Adreen Nazarian, who is here with us on this special day. It's now my privilege to introduce a native Angelino who shares my love for the city. He's dedicated his career to revitalizing neighborhoods, creating jobs, and making our city the greatest place to live and work. A highly affected and well-respected leader, he has earned the continual support of his constituents and and has a proven track record of finding positive solutions for L.A. families. We are very fortunate to have him with us today and fortunate to have him as our mayor, the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti.
5: How's everybody doing? Hello, Minion lovers. Welcome to the most creative city anywhere on the face of the earth, and welcome to the most creative spot in that most creative city, right here at Universal Studios. And Los Angeles loves Universal Studios. And today, thank you to Universal for your love of your hometown. I wanna thank everybody who is here. Ron, thank you for that kind introduction. Thank you, Larry, as well, for your leadership. And Chris, congratulations to you and your team for. Not only changing the landscape of film and animation, but for moving us, for touching us in our hearts, for making us laugh, for bringing these guys who, there you go, give us a jumping jack, beautiful. Look at those moves, come on, give it up for the minions, yeah. who have reimagined what it means to create and to express. The success of your teams collectively and these little yellow creatures have been nothing if not spectacular with Despicable Me Me grossing over $540 million worldwide and Despicable Me 2, the fourth highest grossing animation film of all time, and it still could become number one. It is the highest grossing film in Universal Pictures history. Let's give it up for Despicable Me. And it's clear that your success here at Universal isn't just about films, it's also about tourism. Because people come to Los Angeles because they wanna feel something about that movie-making magic. Now they're gonna come to a place where they can not only feel it, they can immerse themselves in it. And we know that from the ride, from the attraction, from the experience that people will have, as a couple friends of mine who came through the previews from a small town in Michigan just two weeks ago, trust me, those kids, their lives will never be the same again. And you've been a great part of why last year we had a record tourism year. More people visited Los Angeles than in any year in our history, over 42.2 million. And we're well on our way to our goal of 50 million visitors by 2020, and Universal is gonna be responsible for half of that increase. So again, thank you for pushing hard. We're on track. Why is that important? Well, that means that our hotels are filled. 77%, the highest level we've ever had. And when they're filled, that means that there's jobs for Angelinos. And when there's jobs for Angelinos, that means I can do things like pave the streets, take care of our streets, make sure we have great neighborhoods, reduce our traffic here. So it's part of a virtuous cycle. When we have great creativity, when it's brought here, when people come here and spend their money here, that means that Los Angeles can continue to invest in its future. So thank you. I am so bullish on this city. I wanna say a word about Gru though. As a leader, I think Gru is a terrible example. And I might wanna make sure that we take the lessons of Gru. Never lead with hatred, always lead with love, but always remember that even our greatest villains can indeed have a heart of gold. Congratulations, everybody, thank you so much, and here's to (laughs) LA's future and a great universal chapter. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Fire it up after that. (laughs) Those are fight words, though, as far as Gru's concerned. Now, it is almost time we are getting dangerously close to cutting this rhythm, but first, what is this? We think we have another visitor coming our way. I see more minions coming. Looks like Gru must have heard you, Mr. Mayor, because here he comes with his minions. They're taking a little time off to join the party. He's slowly ambling his way to... oh I don't like the look on his face. Gru, of course, is the most super of all supervillains in the long, devious history of villainry. He's aided by his army of minions and his chief scientist, Dr. Nefario. Gru has truly left his mark on the world. Haven't you, Gru? See, he speaks- Hello, (laughs) Universal, My name Gru. One of the greatest supervillains of all time. that's not for me to say. You should say, because it's true. It is true. Once again, Gru is officially the greatest supervillain of all time. Now, now, Gru and, and minions, we're almost ready to cut the ribbon and get this ride open. Oh, what are you waiting for? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. First, first, I'd like to introduce a few more special guests, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and minions. Please welcome Miranda Cosgrove, Dana Geyer, Elsie Fisher, Margo, Edith, and Agnes from Despicable Me. <laughs>
0: Hey, Gru, we have a present for you from Dr. Nefario. We're going to use this detonator to break the ribbon.
3: Wow. All right, just
4: push the button
3: to break the ribbon. Wow, look at that! I know, right? This is, this is spectacular.
0: <laughs> uh. Now, everyone, make sure your yellow hard hats are on your head.
3: OK, everyone's got their yellow hard hat. Now, we're gonna do this right, though. We're almost ready, but first, uh, Chris Melandri and Tom Williams, chairman of Universal Parks and Resorts. None of this would be possible without you, so big thank you once again, and please come up here and join us. All right, now, everyone, let's, let's huddle up. Larry, uh, Ron, Mr. Mayor, if you would, please. Girls, let's gather around to push this button. Get in there, we'll get in there. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's do it on three. Here we go, one. Two, three. Oh. Now that is an opening. Despicable Me Minion Mayhem is now officially open. Enjoy, everyone.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the ribbon is cut, and in a few moments the doors will open. But first, please stay where you are and enjoy this opportunity to take pictures and videos and post them for you and your friends at hashtag MinionRide. Your Minionization will soon begin when a Universal host comes to guide you to the ride door entrance. Wait for your host, follow them to the door, enter the ride, and prepare to... Ladies and gentlemen...
0: Alrighty, guys, I hope you enjoyed the long video- uh, that long audio of the grand opening of Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Now... Let's go talk about the updated show of Waterworld, right after this.
1: Brave explorers, voyage in search of the legend of Dryland, the last remaining on the planet, but the Deacon... Maniacal leader of a group of evil raiders called Smokers is determined to find dry land first. He's ensured that no explorer has ever returned until now.
0: All righty, so Universal Studios Hollywood recently. Updated its Waterworld show From what I have found out, they Got a new company in As I've been told by my friends over at USH fans From my personal experience, I think it's a lot better than the previous version Considering the fact that now we have more live mics It's me. I've been getting tired of these voiceovers, which Didn't really do much for me, but with the new um, voices that makes everything awesome. Just come on. You're using, ha, <laughs> ha, you're using live mics, even though it's a live action show instead of a recorded show. But the the noticeable changes in the show is the seaplane sequence that is actually now near the end of the show to give that wow factor, and that is seconds away before the deacon. Catches on fire by Helen's Shy. Wow, so that gives more of a wow factor at the end. And the finale, you know, with all those booming fireworks. They made it a lot better. It's a like, good it's like a we have more fire, we have fires going off all over the place instead of just one little area as before. Hey. And it's it's awesome. And um they also repainted the water the uh the ocean, quote unquote. They made it more darker, so it pops out more. They they repainted the set. Like like always, but a bit more different. They also added brand new stunts. Uh, one of the stunts is where Helen goes along the zip line and the and what his smokers try to capture from that, but he falls down into water. That is actually my favorite stunt. But my but the stunt I miss most most because when the old sp- seaplane sequence, when the smokers fall down for the forty-five foot tower, it's like, whoa! I'm like, how can they do that? But now it's just, it's, now it's just the Deacon falling down the water. And I'm like, uh. well, otherwise, I think it's a great show. Um, another another stunt they added was. Well, it actually, I don't know. Some use stunts also. The um, now one of the eight-tower Sage, he now has a fight sequence with one of a, a Tiny and uh, another Smoker up over where the uh, the water tower is, I think, or no, on top of the Toxic Tank. So there, there's a fight sequence over there with the Sage, one of the eight-towers now, and another stunt is where the former seaplane sequence used to be there's fighting between the, the mariner and another smoker and the deacon makes a joke saying he doesn't like chuck so he's just to them, them down helen cries last time he comes back the mariner comes back and yeah I re- and uh what else did they de- do they got a brand new wheel which i found to be uh okay so now we have two wheels, we have one that's the old, the old wheel, and now a brand new one that, lo- that looks like a tire, which so I found to be ironic, because like, why do you need two wheels for that? But I guess he wanted to, for timing, and, uh, t- timing, from the previous show, I think it's the same, and, um, and they, and they've been doing a lot of shows, so I found to be like, <sighs> that's a lot of shows they've done. And I'm like, how can these people do this? I'm like, I, I don't are do on a cycle. I don't know how many shows on a cycle, but I already do it. And, um, yeah, that's really all Water Watchers did, it's just ready brand new update the show. And another thing is the Shrek 4D. Just to tell you guys, Shrek 4D is actually one of my favorite attractions in, in the park. It's like my, my guilty pleasure. Okay, it's such a good show. In my opinion but it's bad yes my who doesn't like shrek so apparently they rerouted the entire key line so instead of going through the back of the building you actually go inside one of the exit doors and Dilly to uh that's what i I, I like to call it this office hallway yes it really does look like an office or just one really boring hallway that, that looks like an office with blue lighting and blue lights and um, it's very hot in there. And then you go through the. The back of Farquaad's chamber. And just the usual show from that point on. I'm like I, I love Shrek but their 3D could be updated. And also their seats. They need to get new seats. Because I, I, I like the old. like Those sudden movements. It's, come on. Who, who doesn't like that? And the queue line right now like, uh, okay, so we're in the tent. I'm like, are they on their, are they going to update that, or fix that, or who knows? Um, another thing was the Jurassic Park attraction that is now under refurbishment. <laughs> Ironically, because it's been a very hot week here in Southern California, which I found to be ironic. And uh, from photos of USH fans, apparently they're f- fixing the water cannons for the summer in preparation for that summer. And the only conference in the you don't know when they're officially opening, but they plan on opening sometime in mid in May of 2014. And um, what else? The studio tour, great as always. Nothing much, and, um... Yeah. I don't really have much. Anyway, we can talk about my trip report... from weeks ago. Let's do that! So this... is the, uh... Silly Swirly Attraction, which is the brand new spinner attraction for Universal Studios Hollywood that is now underway which I find to be awesome because it really is a great ride in my opinion and um, I'm very happy with what they've done with it and also Super Silly Funland I love this new land is it's Universal's first actual themed land, and if you guys have seen the first film, um, Gru and his girls go to Super Super Silly Funland. Funland and this R2C over here was actually from the movie, but it's but you can't really see it because it's in that roller coaster sequence. And there's the uh, castle entry for Minion Mayhem. I mean for uh, super silly fun land. And um Yeah. And let's just look at a few photos of the key line in the experience itself. So Gru's house. I love it. And this is just one of the many few theming that they've done to the actual attraction. It's like this Jesse James coaster and the James Gang. And these are one of the walls for the, um... for the queue line. And if you guys see, it's blue. It's because, um... I guess you wanted to keep with the sky theme. Because the building of the attraction building is blue. For it to represent the sky. And another addition he added is the speakers, which is awesome. And like in universal fashion, they love TV monitors. So yeah, so this uh, TV show, I mean this uh, TV clip, it's not a very long loop. It's probably about 50 minutes or so. And I've waited 55 minutes for an attraction, so if you think about it, I've seen about four times. In that hour. And I wait in, that, in that waiting line and it's just... Okay. Uh, thanks for the text message. And time for the actual theming of the interior. So once you're actually inside the actual queue line, or the actual queue building, I mean the show building, you're immediately inside of Go' house. And there are some key elements in the f- film, such as the, ch- the rhinoceros chair that Gruz goes into his lab with, and the, uh, the, what do you call it, that scary looking thing with the golf balls that are on his thing on the right of the TV, and of course, the TV, where Gruz talks to his boss for some money to help his invention. And and just, you know, a few little touches. Like this. And this. And this. Like, that piranha over there was when Vector shot his piranha gun. Yeah. And this is the cannon that, that sends you into his lab. So you go right in there shoot you down you're inside of Gru's home I mean Gru's lab and this is his family tree it's very it's actually pretty big and I oh you guys noticed that sr 6 freeze ray yep it is freeze ray gun is in his house living room and yeah this door leads to the second pre-show room. And there are three gigantic TV screens that are ultra HD. And you're practically in Gru's lab once you step inside of those doors. You saw it earlier. Where Gru is, is training you to minions. gets giving you a brief synopsis. And Margot, Edith, and Agnes comes in to play... And they are training you to become a minion and Agnes, who pretty much gives away the story, gives him a present. But oh, you'll see. And over here is the show building. It's really- it's actually a relatively small uh, show building. It's, you have two And this is the ride vehicle. And yeah, that's really all I have for you guys this week. Um, Harry Potter construction right now. They're starting to enclose the building. Like this. It's actually a relatively huge building. And I can't believe what they've done with the... Yeah, I mean, like, this is going to be a great addition to Universal Studios Hollywood. And that concludes our very first podcast. Thank you guys for being part of our very first inaugural episode of USH Today. Um, like always, you like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash USH Today. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash USH Today. Then. Um, us on, or subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash ush today <laughs> and follow us on Instagram at ushtoday. So, yeah, be sure to w- visit our website at ushtoday.com for Universal Studies Hollywood News and more. And I'm Eric, and thanks for being, and thanks for listening to our very first podcast. And have a fantastic day.
3: What you want, you do.